Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is the Starship Sofa. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome. We're right in the middle of our Michael Moorcock special of stories. Today's one is called Through the Shaving Mirror, and it's only a slight short one. So I hope you'll spread the word as well about the Michael Moorcock stories and all the other stories that we've got lined up for you. We've got some great writers are coming on board now and offering their stories for her. We have Pat Murphy. She has given permission to narrate one of her stories. Alistair Reynolds, he said yes. And it won't be a couple of weeks' time. We will have the Peter Watts story. And it's actually Peter Watts is narrating it as well. So that's a, something to look forward to. So please, if you do one thing over this Christmas for the Starship Sofa, <laughs> apart from put coffers in our um, donations box, just tell people about you know the stories that are out there and the shows that we're doing. With the little bump on my head... It's knocked our shows all out of sync a little bit. So we did, or I did, show 70 was a recorded of Spider Robinson one. Show 69, which was sex and sci-fi, that one is coming up now a week late. Isn't that the case? With uh, I said that before, same you and jokes. But it's coming up on Saturday, Sunday, so you'll get a chance to listen to sex and sci-fi, which is a really good one as well. So without further ado, the Starship Sofa presents Through the Shaving Mirror by Michael Moorcock. Has anyone noticed? Monsignor Cornelius spoke urgently, hoping to divert Sir Perkin Float on his third bottle of claret from developing that familiar litany about discovering chaos math years before Mandelbro, thus being cheated of his place in history and his video royalties. How cats can turn off time. With a suitable length, of course. Engelbrecht, the dwarf metaphysical boxer, grew alert. Professional curiosity. A founder of the surrealist sporting club, he refused to fight anything lighter than a cathedral clock. Against advice, he challenged Big Ben to a no-quarter fandom millennium celebratory bout. Serious Soho backers 
Chinese calendar promoters. That the parliamentary clock had accepted was surprising. That it lost was suspicious. Strong rumbles in the sporting fancy. Someone had slipped the monster timepiece a heavy envelope to lie down. London was now on Chinese time, with all serious punters refusing Ma Yong bets involving politicians. It reminds me," said the time-battered pug, "of that night in New York. I almost lost to the Union Square clock tower. My career would have been over if it hadn't been for some fancy photon work." Tactfully, the Corinthian Jesuit drew us into Endelbrecht's confidence. Your mother discovered that time isn't a dimension of space, but a field whose properties are affected by the nature of space existing within it. Space, a quality of time," Sir Perkins snorted into his wine. Glinting rubies fell to the linen, but Cornelius's clever sourcing meant outright disagreement would be dangerous. Clearing the cloth, Engelbrecht used a carpenter's pencil and the condensed mathematical logic developed at his famous Marrakesh Azram to illuminate us. Time alters when it interacts with space. In common with all observable nature, the universe or multiverse grows organically and is best imagined as a vast tree, or perhaps even a forest with common roots. And the soil for this tree? Floats reckless scepticism terrified us. Expensive watches would only be the first victims of our dwarf's distemper. The tiny slugger observed philosophically that this was the level of logic he must commonly suffer. An analogy, he growled. There is a theory that the multiverse is created by the common will, but as to its origins, he cracked his knuckles. I think, therefore, I thump. Float's timid attention returned to the claret. The merest whisper of big bangs had him reaching for the jug. Engelbrecht scowled reminiscently. We are familiar with the disappearing neutron. We persistently learned how light can travel faster than light. Conventional method produces Heath-Robinson physics turned into formulae by crazed Euclidians. At some point, as Columbus told the Pope, we have to let go of the premise that the world is flat. Can we see these alternative worlds? Professor Aspinall had been kicking the gong around and wasn't ready for further shocks. Cornelius embellished smoothly. I understand it's a question of scale and mass, but simply, millions of subtly different versions of our reality are separated by size. Each version, though scarcely different in terms of the multiversal compass, is as invisible to us. As if we were only seeing a single magnified pixel out of a complex computer image, we never see the whole. It's either too large or too small. We coexist in the same space through scale. Each alternative world has greater or less density and is invisible to the others, proliferating to infinity. Whales, fairies. Engelbrecht paused. Dwarves. Space curves, mumbled Prof into his spoon. Don't it? Organically and often, as a branch curves. Cornelius smiled. Like ourselves, space consists of spheres, but it isn't spherical. Nature would be contradicted if it were. 
Certain entities somehow adjust their mass and move intrabrainally. For instance, few creatures are as expert at varying their size as cats. Thus, their mysterious disappearances. Happily, the phenomenon hasn't occurred with dogs. Bigfoot, however, Prof began. Cats said Cornelius hastily. See space invisible to us. Coming and going through the multiverse, pretty much at will. <laughs> Bunkum hiccuped. Float. We were supposed to hear about that New York match. Our dwarf won by a whisker, in funny circumstances. Engelbrecht swelled. A classy clock fighting for a consortium of Istanbul high rollers backing the Julian calendar. Twice my form and landing some tricky Byzantine jabs. By round sixty, I'd borrowed all available time. I'm on my back, looking like someone just unwrapped the mummy. I've already squared the ref, of course. While shaving, I've also dreamed up some insurance. Fortunately, I have a prism hidden in one glove, a photon in the other. Resting on the count with my hands invisible, I pull Harness's old baffled quantum trick. On nine. Works like a charm. Time hesitates. My seconds, Coleman and Benford, produce the mirror, rescaling mass and size to shrink the heavy bastard enough so I can stagger up and deliver the dynamite. Gravity completes the job. Down he goes. Dead weight. Space time readjusts. It's all over. The Yankee boomer stretched full size on the canvas. His gobsmacked hands chasing themselves around his face. Cheering punters, GMT keeps the title. Convincing, admitted Aspinall. Except no way would Coleman and Benford help snatch a fix. Engelbrecht winked. Prof, you can't name a physicist in the multiverse who isn't in my pocket. Now, Padre, your cats. Oh, another time, I think," said Cornelius, contentedly filling his pipe. Float was at last profoundly asleep. Told you it was only a short story there, but thank you to Michael Moorcock for that. Don't forget, it is copyright is Michael Moorcock for all these stories, and we go under the Creative Commons non-commercial share share like three point zero. If you're at all interested in that, so by all means pass ourselves around, but don't make any money off of it. Again, if you would be kind enough just to spread our name out, if you write it on a blog, you know, mention it, just mention the Starship Sofa, drop a link. That would be fantastic. It's getting near to Christmas. I hope everyone is there doing their bit for Christmas. I have been doing not not a lot, because uh, typical man with an illness. Tony Melanie, uh, my good wife, and Melanie, how do you do? I feel too up to it now. But So it's all been taken care of for me, which is thank you very much, my good wife. But I hope everyone's in the Christmas spirit now. We've been in the Christmas spirit since middle of November. So please... Pop over to the website, check out the blogs, make sure they're all you're, you're up to date with them. Don't forget, drop a donation. We've, like I said last week, we've now got the monthly donations on, so you can do monthly as well. Keeps the good ship, Starship Sofa afloat. And the Michael Moorcock competition. Didn't that, since I've knocked my head, um, not allowed to drive, so the car's been stuck miles away, and it had all the Michael Moorcock books in, or the other books the Byzantium Endures and everything like that. So I've eventually getting that back over. So now I've got all the Michael Moorcock books, Dances at the End of Time, Behold the Man, 
We've got the show notes and the Byzantium Endures, Laughter at Carthage, Vengeance of Rome, and there's one more, and I can't even think of it, so I think it's the third one. So please, you know, pop over to the forums, check out the forums, and, you know, see that picture, that certain suspect picture of me and Kieran in bed with our clothes. Well, you'll just have to have a look and make your own caption up. You could win all these prizes and the picture of Michael Moorcock. But apparently, Kieran missed the post, and it's now sitting in some Christmas depot of the post office. So that will get signed when, when, and where. I don't actually know. So I hope you've enjoyed the show, the little short story. I hope you'll come back again and listen to us again. Just like to say, good night from me. Will our heroes survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honour and artistic judgement? Tune in next week for the next exciting instalment of Sorting Sofa, a badly recent procedure initiated. Shuttle set for launch. Airlock will be opened in three, two, one. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.